Department of the Dead contains graphic and explicit content that may not be appropriate for some listeners. Opinions and views do not reflect the Department of Defense. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome back to part two of The Road to El Dorado. And we have, sorry, my bad, who am I? I'm Amanda. I'm joined by Thought. He's back. Hello. No no runaway mishaps this time, luckily. The last time? It's something catastrophic. I don't know if I could really say what happened. Oh, uh, the train? That yeah. Was that, yeah. Nothing, nothing, nothing crazy this time. This, that's crazy. You know what is crazy though? It's like the last time I came back from NTSC, that happened where a train derailed. And it's just, but it was like in a different state. So there's literally nothing we could have done. So we're just like, oh well, because they're just getting here late. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't, it's always something. It's always something. But, you know, we have our guest back. So that's also a plus. And Jess, she will be joining us here in a bit. But our guest again, well, you didn't have a proper introduction last time, our bad. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hey, everyone. I'm Melanie Kravitz, which is a joke <laughs> that took me like way too long to get last time. Because so you introduced me as you said we should call you Lenny, like millennial. And mm. for the longest time, I was like, no, Tabby, because like long tab. And for days I was thinking about it and I was like, oh, your, your most like prominent thing about me and my dumb jokes is the millennial angle, but my fucking self-centered ass is no, dude, I have a long tap. I'm fucking special forces, bro. And so it took me fucking days to realize the joke that you were making, but now I'm, I'm super into it. I think it's great. So thank you. Well, enjoy the new profile picture. <laughs> thank you. No, it's millennial. Yeah. yeah. I have to, if you have to explain the joke, you know, it's really good. Yeah. Crowd goes wild. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Don't like that. What the yeah. fuck was that? Don't like that? Do not like that. Not a fan. Well, I'm sorry about the segue. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's gonna, I, I, I hated that so much. I was talking about like the, the mm -hmm. like young woman scream in every horror movie ever and how much it sends shivers down my spine and that's what that sounded like to me i wasn't looking at that screen either that's <laughs> <laughs> oh man it kind of sounded like you too if you were to scream an aztec death angel <laughs> yeah if you like if you went outside and screamed probably if you went outside and tried to set up your microphone again i'm sure you would scream exactly like that Probably that my Aztec death whistle sounds like me when I'm very frustrated with technology. <laughs> I got this little guy on Amazon, but this is just I was like, what? We're in the area. We're roughly in the area. It, it honestly depends on who you ask, like where El Dorado is. But before we get going with El Dorado, I just wanted to give the audience a little something what we're what we are going to be talking about later, and I'll get into the weed pairing. But Melanie Kravitz, why don't you, if you want, as much as you want to tell us about yourself, uh, getting into the meme business. Are you yeah. guys getting paid for this? Oh God, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I have a uh, very uh, hearty following. I think I, I broke a hundred the other day, which is pretty cool. Yay. I had, so I, I was in the game for a little bit, a couple of years ago. And then for one reason or another, I deleted my account, like okay. right in the middle of Polymy Madness too. And I was doing oh. really well, actually. I feel like I could have gone to the chip, but I deleted it. Biggest regret of my life. Couple weeks, months ago, I was like, I wonder what I wonder what the old crew's up to. So I booted it back up. Of course, all of my posts and all of my, you know, my loving followers who were so near and dear to me were gone. And then a lot of my other mill meme buddies were gone too. Like I remember there's this, there's this account named SFODABC and I would inundate his inbox with like dumb memes every day. And I'd be like, dude, post this, this is good. And he'd be like, <laughs> one day he was just like, I'm not going to fucking post these anymore. Just make your own dumb account. 
<laughs> okay. I'm and I did, and the rest was history. <laughs> yeah, but but he's gone now. A bunch of other a uh, bunch of other homies are gone. But my best friends, Dottie, artist formerly known as Salty Kilo, are still there. Oh, a new friend, Jess. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> oh yeah, brother. Yeah, I was about to say thoughts had his fair share with accounts being <laughs> bye bye, <laughs> slightly sore subjects. But I think it's been enough time now. Can we joke about it, Thotty? Yeah, it's it's fine. Okay. <laughs> I was never like I don't know. I just, Instagram is just ridiculous. I have to tiptoe over everything I say. Even today, I put I typed the word suicide on on Instagram. <laughs> I saw that. I, I had to spell it incorrectly so it didn't get like because it wouldn't even let me post it it's like so well or something yeah it's insane how much you have to censor yourself so you don't get flat i'm like some things that were just like that are just part of people's vernacular too you know if what is it on tiktok you can't say kill you have to like spell it differently or something Uh, like that unalive you have to say unalive oh oh yeah what so people just end up talking like complete idiots in order to get around these weird censors I mean, I see people typing it out and then just, you know, like with whatever writing tool, just like making like a slash over something in the oh. word. Like the, the bot doesn't pick it up, but. Yeah, like a CAPTCHA. They can't read the yeah. CAPTCHA. Fucking huh. robots. The way that I get around that, Thotty, is I just post memes that are really dumb and no one likes anyways. <laughs> so it doesn't get enough traffic to get reported in the first place. Somebody, I did a thing like a week ago now, maybe, where I was like, hey, send me your dumb templates and I'll make an even dumber meme. And somebody sent me a template of two naked guys fist fighting and one of the guy's dicks was out. And so I had what I thought was a pretty good meme. And then I sent it in and immediately it was like, we know there's a dick in this. This is coming down. There's a robot specifically designed for dicks. There's a there's a dick robot on Instagram and it's there's a, a dick robot on Instagram. We know about it. <laughs> no one's talking, but we're talking about it. I've we're had, gonna talk about I've that had, the rest of the podcast. Like my close all my close friends Instagram like thing like a while ago. I had two things taken down on close friends, and I know people aren't reporting it, but that was like my last page, I think. And time on target what they sent me like a t-shirt. And then it was one of those cards. I think I still have it in my cry thigh pant pocket, but it was one of those like playing cards. But instead of a queen or a king, it's literally just like a dick card. Yeah, naked dude. That's like rock hard. And that got taken down. And then I took a picture of my 152 radio. And like on the display screen, I think I typed something like send dick pics. (laughs) Nice. That, yeah, that got taken down too. I was like, what the fuck? What, what, I what feel like it? you guys probably get more dick pics in your inbox than I do. Am I wrong? I, <laughs> my my personal page, my there's no fewer than two guys on my team who send me nothing but like gay guys kissing. Dick, well, I don't know. Maybe they're, maybe they're actors. I haven't had a lot of dick pics. Somebody sent me a video of the best way to shave your butthole. That was on YouTube, actually. It was a YouTube. Um, and it was a guy. So Drop a link. Cool. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, I still have it. I'll show it. But I'm just actually, now I am curious about what this video could possibly be. So please drop the link. A second and a half in before I was like, okay, you got me. Well, I understand that you can't give too much about yourself away. But I uh, don't. Both thought and I ask you a weird question that you probably could answer. An sure. insightful question. And let me think of my question. Okay. When you were a kid, mm. what did you, I'm talking about eight years old. What did okay. you want to be when you grew up? When I was eight years old. That's a tough one. I think, you know, there's a lot of research that shows that like violent video games don't make kids more violent. And I think I might be the exception because I was sheltered from violent video games when I was a kid by my parents. Like I wasn't allowed to have toy guns or anything. So I had to go to my friend's house and play their video games and play with their toy guns. Like we, one of my friends had a bunch of like airsoft guns 
and we were running around the neighborhood one time and somebody called the cops on us. We were like, we were like eight to 12 age range and very clearly airsoft guns. But anyways, like that's, that was kind of like what you my, wanted to be. I just thought, I thought running around in the woods with my buddies was with like guns was the coolest thing. And I just had so much fun. And then I found out that there was like a job that you could do that for realsies. And I was like, cool, I would love to do that. And they're like, okay, well, you have to do all this other stuff beforehand and none of it is fun. And you'll be really sad <laughs> for two to three years. I was like, but it was worth it. It was. Worth I got it. that cool green hat and you fulfilled yeah. your eight year old dream of running around as a wood. Although <laughs> I found out after the fact, you can run around in the woods for free, one. And two, two, if you go down to Fort Bragg or Fort Liberty, whatever the common uh, term is, if you go down there and go to General Jackson's, you can just buy a beret. Like, you don't have to do all this stuff beforehand. So I kind of got got a little bit on that. Yeah, buying a, buying a tab and a beret is easier than going through the queue. So Yeah. So any listeners out there thinking about going for Going for it and going to selection or anything. Just get the hat, man. I'll give you it. I'll give you a beret, dude. Yeah, we've, we've seen how well that worked out for what? What was his name? Gandalf the Green. That was yeah. a while ago. That was. That's a deep hat. A wow. lot of people. A lot of people fooled. I. He was interesting. That guy gave me a really. He made up a completely fabricated story that he sent me, and I was like, "Oh, cool." And then knowing like oh, everything's like fake now. And I never really bought into it. I don't really give a fuck like that. But I was like, "You're there's some, there's got to be some type of weird word for people like that." I it's but, it's it's something I I don't know. It, it seems like a it's a form of escapism to the extreme to where you believe your lies. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's almost like Munchausen's by proxy, or no, not even much. Munchausen, probably just Munchausen. Yeah. Am I saying that correct? Yeah, I think I think you're Munchausen by proxy is when you fake someone else's. Illness. Yes, like that's what parents will do sometimes with their kids if they think that their kids. My little Kinsley has a peanut allergy. I'm like, okay. Do you want to hear? Sure? <laughs> do you want to hear another deep cut? Yes. So the movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey, he goes to Zoe Deschanel's band play one night, and her band is named Munchausen by proxy. Oh, fun. Isn't that a fun fact? Shit, deep cut, <laughs> deep cut. Okay, so while you this guys are pulling up, deep cuts with Melanie Kravitz. Oh, that's all title the episode. Road to El Dorado, deep cuts with Melanie Kravitz. <laughs> so while we get these weed notes pulled up here, Thotty, if you had a question for our guest, you could think of anything. If not, fuck it, we'll read about weed. All right, at eight years old, you wanted to play in the woods with guns. What do you want to do now? And that can't now, be the same answer. Oh, not the same answer? Damn, son. I was not prepared for this grilling. Can I play around in the desert with guns? Does that count? So a lot of, a lot of GBs in my generation who kind of went through, I'll say my generation, my like era of class, um, kind of went through... You know, it's like that joke, like born too late to explore the world, born too early to explore the stars. It's like we miss, we miss GWAT and we don't know when or if the next war is going to be. And not saying that war is good, right? I think that we can, we're all going to. war makes money. And also like the, the, I mean, we were talking about it earlier, like the, the training cycle and the level of job satisfaction that a lot of and not just gbs but like all soft right now and even all like combat arms like they a lot of people joined in because they wanted to do fight. yeah they wanted to fight right they at least wanted to see what it was like for better or for worse and so you know now they're telling doing... me that if you really wanted to go back to the sand Something's telling me that the conflict in the Middle East has not been resolved yet. <laughs> yeah. 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 But. yeah. There's. I mean. I mean. We'll always have. We'll always have the Middle East. I guess. That's. Uh, People will just be fighting. They be fighting. Fight. Everyone 
chill out, you know? If, if, if people just smoked weed, I think they'd be fine. Anyway, that's my segue. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna help you segue. Speaking of Amanda, speaking of weed, Amanda, uh, what are we smoking today? What are we smoking? This is not gold. I, I smoked my legit gold. It was so good. I. Hell yeah, brother. But okay, I did it because I had a day, and I was like, a while ago. But I have many updates. But but while this is not gold, I did. I, I like I just I like the name of this. So this is called brass knuckles. Anybody you really kind of look at it looks gold. Brass, brass knuckles. I think so that is, those are brass though. Yeah, they're brass. They're not gold. I fully fully know that they are not gold. But okay. I was like, you know, we'll 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 make it work visually. But sure. this is actually really cool about the weed company itself. The grindhouse is the name of the company. The weed strain itself is called Brass Knuckles because the the other ones in the lineup are like Knuckle Sandwich, Bloody Knuckles, a play on the word knuckle. This company is owned by Exhibit. Really? So, yeah. We heard you like some weed in your weed. And we heard you like some weed in your weed, so we put some more <laughs> weed in your weed, and that's what they did. It's got a lot of weed in it. So this clock, this baby clocks in at 30.44% total cannabinoids. Pretty, actually, pretty low THC content to start out with, and it majority of that wallop that you're going to feel is coming from the THCA, clocking in at 30%. I don't know if you've listened before, but we kind of went in a little bit on THCA, and so the higher that is, the better your high is going to be. So this is going to be real fun. Uh, this article about the, the company, The Grindhouse, wins lawsuit against their cannabis brand, Brass Knuckles, after a four-year battle. So rappers Dr. Dre and Exhibit have won a four-year legal battle after being sued for allegedly breaching a contract. For the Yahoo News reports in 2018, the two rappers were sued by three plaintiffs who claimed they were awarded a 14.5 stake on the brass knuckles, which was uh, less than they initially agreed upon. The lawyer of the two rappers, Larry Ekov, said the men filed suit out of greed because it was alleged that brass knuckles was worth more than, oh God, 170 million. It's the original estimate of 50 million. I'm telling you, there is there is money in perfume, alcohol, and I guarantee the next big boom, as soon as this shit's legalized, it's going to be weed. I, I mean, if anyone follows how much Jay-Z makes, that should give you an idea of how much money is in this industry. And Britney Spears and her perfume, which that, everyone's, oh, her residency. I'm like, no, 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 bitch. That was her perfume sales. So, moving along. Although attorney Darren Rich M. Ritchie further cleared the air concerning the lawsuit on Instagram. The truth shall always prevail. It took about four years, but defended Exhibit et al. in this case and sued their ass back too. Plaintiff took zero, not one penny. We will never back down to BS. People can say whatever they want, but be sure to stand up and fight for what's right. Case closed. A notice of settlement pub publicly filed. Exhibit also shared his thoughts on social media site saying, man, Dr. Esquire, you are the... Fucking man. Thank you for rocking with us the whole way. Hashtag victory. Hashtag moving on. Brass knuckles it sells. Big cartridges. It goes into da 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 All the stuff that it does. Yeah. So anyway, that is a little bit about that. You can read more about the article. Other celebrities that have debuted cannabis lines. I thought this was interesting. We've got Jal uh, Jaleel White, former NBA all-star. Gary Payton. Jay-Z. Jay-Z already swooped in on this. Snoop Dogg. I knew that. It, it, that is on my bucket list to smoke. I have that not done it yet. You. That might kill you. <laughs> I think it might be like a little, you know, I wouldn't say overhyped. I think it's going to be good. I don't think Snoop fucks around with his weed. I don't think he does. Martha Stewart, I guess she got in on the cannabis thing, but I guess more to that. She's like best friends with Snoop Dogg. She is best friends with Snoop. There's, when we're talking alcohol, they got the Martha Chardonnay for the 19 Crimes. I fucking love. I love that friendship so much. It yeah. is. Thought that's going to be me and you when we get older. Where'd you go? Maybe not. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually did care about Mike Tyson. Um, What'd you say? Sorry, I was taking a piss. Oh, <laughs> anyway, no, I was I was listing off the celebrities that also had like. The she was talking team. about how good of friends you are and how you guys are going to be friends well into your old age, and you walked away and didn't respond. Yeah, I was like, no. She wouldn't. <laughs> I was saying that Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart both have their own cannabis lines now, so they they got it on the wine, they got it on the cannabis. Me thinks that Martha probably does more of the edible route, but I could be wrong. 
And she was um, like the the blunt type. No, and actually, I think I remember hearing about like them talking about weed, and I think she said that she did edibles, but she doesn't smoke. So. Okay. How great would it be to just see Martha Stewart taking fatty bong rips, though? That would be like the ultimate dream blunt rotation. <laughs> oh yeah, because you know, you know, homegirl's gonna have snacks for you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Time. Gonna get snacks. All right. Before we take a little bit of a break, I'll have you guys pull up the next thing, which is YouTube video link. Everybody else, we will come back. I will be high as fuck. And we're going to be talking about El Dorado. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just, we'll link the video. You guys can see it in the show notes and follow along, pause it here, whatever you got to do to catch up. But yeah, so hopefully you guys find this video interesting. And we'll see you on the other side. Cheers. Get in here. She's going to be high too, probably. Oh my God. All right. I you know, All right. <laughs> the first thought that went through my head after I spoke that was, oh shit, this is the weed that makes you want to do shit. Like, go, like, build shit. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were going to have to carry this because I think the girls are going to be too messed up to <laughs> have coherent thoughts. Oh, hey, this is a good time to show you this, Amanda. You'll appreciate this. So I ordered some uh, stickers. I got this in the mail today. And then you look closely at it. Yeah, it's... Two kitty cats. I and it's it. a skull. Can you like? Can you just take a picture of it? Actually, can you tell me who who made it so I can buy it from them? Yeah, I'll send I'll send you the link. Hi, what's up, girl? You oh look god. amazing. I love. Oh. oh my god, I've missed yeah. you guys. How are you? <laughs> Good to see you. I'm here. I made it. I'm so sorry. No, don't be. You were your most authentic self right now, and I absolutely adore this. I was like, I don't want to sit on my chair with dirty airport vibes. So let me, let me sneak just in a little shower. Just on your head just completes this. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I have had a day, but I'm so glad to see you guys. Hi. Hi. Uh, Amanda did her dosage. Amanda, Amanda did drugs. Ooh, did she? I mean, what are you, a fucking narc? Exhibit drugs. <laughs> she did exhibit drugs, that's right. Yeah. I said, at this, this weed company is was at one point in time owned by exhibit and he's also in that meme that's in the weakness but i'll just post it oh my god yeah it's called shit you know what fuck it it's over there i'm over here anyway so yes we, we watched the el dorado video and now i'm going to go to number two You're gonna go shit Okay, so everybody go to that did not help. Go piss, girl. Get your piss on. Why? Hell yeah. All right, everyone hey. focus. Everyone focus. Okay. Go to El Dorado document. It should be the second. So if oh, y'all three want to popcorn read this, and I numbered them, Dottie, I did that for Hold you. On. Give me 40 minutes to find it. This motherfucker. <laughs> My guy. Okay, I will guide you. I will guide you. Are you where are you right now? My phone. I'm on Google Drive. <laughs> where are you? My phone? I'm turning my phone on. I'm driving wow. to ATT to get my phone on the network. Wait. Yeah. What's what's it under? Hold on. I think under I'm I might I can't really see right now. South America. It's under South America? Oh god, I'm not even close. Under the DOD folder. Shared, Wait, shared with me. Chill, chill. Okay, good start. Start. All right, shared. DoD. Found <laughs> it. I'm smart. Part two. Yep. And then you're Can gonna you go, go to number two. El Dorado. <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah, I'll go start. I'm so high. Woo! <laughs> El Fuck. God damn it. Poor paranormal state of affairs, right? This is this is going great, guys. We are a shit show today. We are doing great. I don't know what you're talking about. No, okay. this is, this is why I love this podcast. You don't know when you're going to get your episodes. You don't know. Yes, that's it. You don't know how you're going to get your episodes or what the fuck we're going to be talking about, but they're fun. That's a part of, part of it. Like, oh, there's a lot of spooky podcasts, but with a bunch of high chicks on it, just blazed out of their mind. 
<laughs> yep, there it is. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I like it just because it, it's, it literally is a conversation with friends. It's not, it's scripted. It's, try, it's try, trying so hard to be scripted that it is completely unscripted, if it makes sense that. Because I, I have notes, man. I'll start first. Okay. Background. In modern times, finding real-life romance and adventure is exhilarating. While Americans have ousted Spain from Cuba, Puerto Rico, and the Philippines, the southern continent still retains traces of Spanish influence. The legend of hidden treasures, reminiscent of Elizabethan times, still captivates people in South America. One such treasure is believed to have been meant for the late Inca of Peru. After the Spaniards massacred the Inca people, indigenous priests supposedly concealed vast quantities of gold somewhere in the Andes with natives to the land. Somewhere legends point to the Muisca people and their ancient history. However, the treasure has never been found to date. Here's a map. Here's a map. Map? Or Amanda, number 10. Okay. Just fact check this. Uh, a local saying captures the essence in Colombia one walks on gold. Mm hmm. Yeah. Legit. Yeah, I've heard that before. Fact checked. Love it. Yes, I can know everything at once. I can know everything at <laughs> once. <laughs> no, yeah, well, well, I did. Growing up, I've heard it before. I just thought and assumed that Colombia was just like rich in emeralds, but it's just rich in, I think, multiple like gems and shit and gold. So I was like, wow. We had our own, what's it called over here? Uh, was that what the Wild Wild West was about? I don't know. Sorry. Mine, yes. <laughs> yeah, gold yeah, gold rush. Like we had our gold own rush. Gold rush. Yeah. Squirrel brain. Got you. Okay, so apart from natural riches, Colombia is steeped in the legends of glimmering treasures. For instance, the tale of El Dorado originates from Colombia, captivating many adventures throughout history. According to writer Benjamin Taylor's book, The Sacred Lake of Guadavita, uh, temper in 1903. So this is a little... She's dated, but... It's like 25 years old. 20... At least. Math? <laughs> At least. Goodness, sorry. A group of Englishmen attempted to recover a treasure believed to be submerged near the uh, Santa Fe de Bogota. Yes. Okay, popcorn, just. Uh, this treasure hidden in a sacred lake predates the Spanish conquest, and legends say it was concealed to keep it away from Spanish invaders. Um, Colombians. Mineral wealth. Uh, Colombia is the source of all of the world's platinum and most emeralds. With rich veins of gold and silver, over 150 million worth of these precious metals have been mined since the Spanish first arrived. Approximately 5,000 gold mines are active alongside mines producing emerald, platinum, silver, manganese, copper, lead, and mercury. Recently, the potential for coal and petroleum has emerged. Despite I would not have wanted to be the person to mine for mercury. Can I just say that? Like, right. I was that, like, that last one, I was like, wait, hold up. That's what I said. This came from a really old book, like, talking about this. I found this on Purdue's library, which I was like, okay, dope, sick. I'll, I'll use the fuck out of this. So that was surprising to me when I saw that. I was like, Eesh. okay. So question. Eesh. Were the Incans making thermometers? Yeah, right. What were they using mercury for? Maybe. Do you remember? Okay, I don't know if we talked about this a whole lot, and we definitely have not had our Vimanas episode. Jeff Soups wanted to do the Vimanas episode. But mercury was what powered these Vimanas, which were basically these flying chariots. They look like triangles. Flying pyramids. They talk about UFOs. Like oftentimes, people say that they see like a diamond or right. a a diamond or, or a triangle. Right. Yeah. 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 Like that's yeah. the shape. That could be a way off string theory. Maybe they're they're supplying the you know global economy of mercury for the flying Mer <laughs> the aliens. Well, that it, the monas that came from the Sanskrit text. Oh my god, I'm getting off topic. Okay, we'll do a whole fucking episode about it. Oh Thank my you. god, bitch. Yeah, I, 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 that is everything about this is my Roman Empire. Anyway, <laughs> hell yeah, girl. Everything okay. the light touches. What happened to hyperfixate on this week? 
Recently, the potential for coal and petroleum has emerged. Despite the vast natural resources like coffee, cocoa, sugar, tobacco, rubber, dye woods, grains, and then the nation has only had about 500 miles of railway, mostly mule tracks for the roads. And won't get too off topic, but basically from what I understood from a different country, but like similar climate, they were basically saying it road maintenance is damn near impossible because of the climate. It's just unforgiving. And so it's just really hard to maintain it in that environment. It's not like they're, you know, what was it? People who are like, what we talked about the last episode where people were like saying, oh, well, they didn't invent the wheel. So they're stupid, which is a dumb analogy. Well, why the fuck would they use a wheel large scale if they can't traverse on a road. You know what yeah, I mean? They, like they invented thermometers, probably. Yeah. Or some weird I, I don't fucking know. I mean, but no, they did they were fucking doing brain surgery. Yes, we do know. We talked about this last episode. Go listen back. They're doing fucking brain surgery. Who figured out that Mercury like rises with heat and then they're like, let's let's use this for temperature. Let's stick this in our mouths. Who's the who's the person? <laughs> I think that the first thing that happened was they found some mercury. Uh, they, 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 oh, I had a bit. All right, I'll just read. It wasn't. Go ahead. Anyway. No, no, no. Go ahead. finish your. No, bit no, no. There was, there was, yes, there wasn't yes, yes. No, it was gonna be a. I was gonna do a train reference. I was gonna say drops of Jupiter. Segway. Never mind. <laughs> nice. It's fine. I'll read this like the monkey I am. Bogota, pronounced Bogota, <laughs> a capital in the clouds. Bogota, Colombia's vibrant capital, is uniquely situated high above sea level, giving it the enchanting impression of being nestled amongst the clouds. This elevated position blesses the city with a temperate climate, offering a refreshing respite from the tropical heat typical of other parts of the country. The... Oh, boy. Give me a minute. I have a question. Cordillera. Cordillera. No, that can't be right. Cordillera. That sounds good. Very good. There we go. Okay. I have a question. Do do your your buddy, you guy with the the hat and thought to thought those guys with hats too. I don't who go to like South America. Right. Yeah. Who go like, to South America for their J cats or whatever the fuck they're called, I forget. Anyway, J Set. J Set, not J Cat. I'm high. It's fine. But you know you, you know wanna, what I'm saying. You they, start they, over? Totally do their thing. they go and do their thing in South America and I don't know. Like, I, I just want to know if anyone out there has been to, like, Guadavita, because I would love to see pictures if they have pictures of Lake Guadavita. I don't and, think I have anyone in seventh group anymore, but... Yes, you have pictures. Um, I can ask you have, Imas. Yeah, I, I know I haven't. You haven't seen it? No, not in person. Well, Either. if you uh, ever go back, I'll go with you. Yeah, <laughs> girls trip. Next no, we'll time, get, we'll um, get into the lake though. That's that. We're, we're gonna all go to the lake and we're gonna do a podcast on the lake. Yeah, and we're gonna have we're gonna just get we'll get to the lake. We'll get to the lake. We'll get to the era. Uh, okay. The Cordillera Mountains act as a stunning backdrop to the sprawling urban center, adding to its allure. And now I can pick anybody. I will, I'll popcorn back to back to Jess. Okay, fuck. here we go. Okay, <laughs> connectivity and urban sprawl. Through a bustling metropolis, Bogota has managed to maintain a degree of charm by preserving. Ooh, okay, pictures. So cute. Looks like a little trolley. These trams transport locals and tourists alike through the city's busy avenues and connect Bogota's heart to its quaint suburban villages. This intricate network ensures that even as the city grows and modernizes, its residents remain connected to its urban pulse and the tranquil life on its outskirts. So cute. The demographics and cultural blend. Its populace is a blend of Spanish and indigenous descent, a living testament to Colombia's colonial past and enduring legacy of its native cultures. This fusion is evident not just in the faces of its people, but also in its art, music, cuisine, and daily life, making Bogota a melting pot of traditions and customs. Say that. Say it one more time. The city. Oh, you want me to say it like gringa or like how it should be said? Gringo, please. Bogota. Yeah. Oh, wow, amazing. 
Bogota. I get excited as a coconut. Bogota. Oh my God, stop it. And some of mine too, I'm pretty sure. I don't fucking know. They're all over the map. Okay. We'll do it. We'll do a deep dive on that later. Okay. Historical significance. Founded in 1588, Bogota is a city steeped in history where every corner tells a story of its colonial past, struggles for independence, and a journey into the modern era. The central plaza is dedicated to Simon Bolivar, pronounced Bolivar, <laughs> the liberator who played... I didn't know who was going to be reading it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know. I appreciate that, though, a lot. I should have done that. The liberator who played a pivotal role in freeing much of South America from Spanish rule. Plaza de Bolivar serves as a daily reminder to Bogota's residents of their nation's journey towards freedom and sovereignty. Hell yeah. Fuck the Spaniards. I'm just kidding. I mean, well, yeah. Okay. Okay. Popcorn body. Doctor. The doctor. Oh, shit. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Born July 10th, 1834 in Bogota, Republic of New Granada. He died November 9th in 1919. His profession was a Colombian physician and musical scholar. He taught at the uh, College Del Rosero in Bogota, 60 years. Real, real quick, real quick. Real What's quick. the name again? What's the name what of kind of scholar? What kind of scholar was he? He was a, where was it? Music, music. I said musical, right? <laughs> you sure did, bud. Yeah, also letter, letter off. great, sweetie. It's Vivo <laughs> Zerda. All right. And when you see words one more, time, up, one more time, sorry. Dr. Liborio Zerda. Liborio right. Zerda. Yeah. Zelda, got it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just use that. Claim to fame in musica culture as analyzed by Dr. Zelda, frogs held profound <laughs> symbolic significance. The frog represented periods of drought. When depicted, extended, or without legs, it symbolized rest, happiness, and bountiful harvests. Frogs with a human head were emblematic of intelligence. Furthermore, an eagle clutching a frog in its talons signified summer. Okay. This symbolism associated with frogs was also echoed in the Musica calendar, first analyzed by Jose Domingo du... Duque. Jose. Jose. Jose Domingo. I can do that. I could do those too. This is a lot. It's just for the listeners, we'll post this. It's got the hieroglyphics, the frogs being symbolized with diamonds and some other markings. And I'm assuming, I'm not sure what this is actually depicting. If I were to guess, maybe like a counting system. The one of the red ink. Yeah. There's more detail added to it and stuff. And then maybe the one below it, it maybe is... Is that a frog? There's a frog frog, and then there's a diamondy looking frog. It maybe mm. this is a family? Who's who in the family? Question mark. Did you know what a group of frogs is called? No. A bunch? Hella? An army. That is so cool. Why are you laughing? It's it's real. Do you know what a group of pandas is called? Uh uh-uh. uh. An embarrassment. Oh, oh. That's sick. That's that's right. that's right. oh shit! I was kidding. <laughs> Do you ever watch videos of like clumsy pandas on the internet? Yeah, oh, stupid. Here's my thing about pandas: is they're super cute, and they obviously want to be extinct. It's so hard to get them to fuck, and they just fall all the time. Yeah, like Darwin would be... just impale themselves yeah. on like bamboo sticks. And it's okay. Well, why are we trying to save these these idiots? Please stop foreshadowing my death. <laughs> like the Viet Cong or after these pandas or something. All right. Anyway, God, I saved myself after that one, after that dark joke. Oh, we already did, did this one, so we're good. Okay, so uh, let's go down 52. Yeah, pop, oh, popcorn, Amanda. Oh, shoot. Okay. It's All right. Lake. It's a lake. It's in Colombia. It's, it's a lake, and it's scenic. Okay. Location and features. Lake Guadavia is situated at the top of mountain, which is that kind of when I was watching this on a another video and like looking at some of the other photos of it, it kind of reminded me if anyone who's listening is like out here in Washington, if you guys have been up to oh my god, I'll think of it later and I'll blurt it out later. But um 
compare Washington just like the way it's situated on top of a mountain. The hike that we went on, we had to hike. Uh, it was steep. We were climbing. It was a. It was like an eight mile total hike. It was a day, and oh my god, we were so tired and so sore after. But yeah, once you got to the top, there's this huge fucking lake, and it's absolutely gorgeous. So this is kind of what it reminded me of. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I'll, I'll or, be uh, out here in Washington. What's up? There's also a Lake Louise in Banff, Canada, on top of the mountain. Ooh, Louise. I need Louise. to renew my passport so I can go to Canada. Okay. With its surface of about 10,000 feet above sea level, the lake spans roughly a quarter of a mile in diameter and reaches depths up to 45 feet. Dr. Juan de Cuesne, or Jose de Cuesne, in the 1750 Real Audiencia, a prominent figure for studying uh, Lake Guadavia was particularly intrigued by its unusual circular shape. So here's a little top. Interesting. It's a map. Yeah, this map? guy looks. Why do they all look like this? Like, I'm not like I, I. But you know what I mean. You can always tell from that time period. It's that little hat. The little, the little hat. <laughs> they have to look on their face like someone just said very, something very uncouth. <laughs> <laughs> uncouth. What the fuck? And they're like, oh. Like, and they're like, like, right now, paint it. As he has that face on. It kind of looks like that face you make when like you're trying to like dodge out of the way of somebody. Like, you know, oh. they keep going where you're going. And that's the face I see when I'm trying to... Let me scoop past you. <laughs> Why has he got a fucking fine head? That's the face I make whenever I get pulled over. The cop comes up and says, do you know what? I pulled you over. I'm like, Bleh. He's like, yeah, dog, you're getting a ticket. Your mission is to meme this and ask our audience to caption this using this guy's portrait. 56, Dr. Juan de Cuesne. Where's he at? Number 56. I don't see a picture of him. Oh, uh, yeah. You see that bad boy? No. I'll I'll send yeah. it in the chat, bud. Okay. Yeah, we'll send it in the chat. We'll keep going. Okay, so his uh, observations recorded... It's like, continue, sorry. Okay. His observations recorded that the lake did not receive water from any streams, a rarity in the natural world. However, it did have a singular outflow. No way for the water to get in there other than rainfall, I guess. And then it, like, goes out. The lake's unique formation and the legends associated with it led Dr. Duquesne to postulate that the vast treasures lay submerged beneath its tranquil surface. These treasures, he believed, were said to be the same offerings of gold and emeralds that historic tales recounted, cast into the lake by the indigenous Chipchas. Am I saying that correctly, Jeff? Yeah, Chipchas. I love the name. When I saw that, I was like, oh my god, it's so cute. I love it. I think that's the name of one of the Ewoks in Star Wars. Oh my god, really? Wait, which no. one? No, it's not. Oh. I, just, okay. yeah, I love the name. I just do. Part of the rich traditions and ceremonies. Here we got the sacred lake of Lake Bonavita and Mystical Legend. So, nestled in the Kundi... Dinamarca. Yeah, wait. Cundina Cundina Marca. Cundina Marca. Did I do it right? Yeah. Cundina Marca. Oh my god, everyone should do it. I'm just high, okay? So, Cundina Marca. I'm good pop. Pop Cundina Marca. That'd be a really good spy. Great job. Wow, that guy's not a great guy. I'm not American. Thanks, man. Your Irish is fucked, dude. You need it. With those blue eyes. Oh my god. Gold and the Musica people. As one delves deeper into the intricacies of the fuck. Chibcha. <laughs> Chibcha. Chibcha society becomes evident that they were a notch above many of Colombia's indigenous groups in terms of advancement. The Chibcas had established a well-defined governing system, opting for the sovereign state model rather than the conquering empire framework known to their distant relatives. Their profound knowledge of various arts enriched their society, showcasing their creativity and in perhaps the most telling reflection of their prosperity and sophistication was their economy. Gold wasn't merely a decorative element for the Chipkas, but pivotal in their daily transact transactions. This lustrous metal, a symbol of affluence in many cultures, was their chosen currency, further emphasizing their elevated stature. Pedro Simon, Simon, Simon? 
Pedro, an esteemed historian, dedicated much of his life to documenting the region's history through his work titled Noticias uh, Historales de las Conquistas de Tierra Firma en las Indias. I would have, I was, I would have said the same shit. No, that was all you thought. I, I really want to hear Thadi read it though. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Noticias Historias Conquista en las Indias. According. <laughs> Yeah, that was good, Thought. That was awesome. That was really good. This is better than I could do. All Thank sides you. of my ancestors are probably just like... I appreciate the words of affirmation. I need it. Uh, the Golden Ceremony. A long time ago, stories spoke of a gold-adorned ab leader who would bathe in the lake's shimmering waters. Waters, excuse me, for you people picture 74 these tales painted vivid images of a land abundant in gold capturing the imagination of the distant spanish in peru in 1585 however it wasn't until three years later in 1588 that the spanish set foot upon the jipka plateau a strategic move that marked the beginning of their three-century dominance spanish chroniclers such as don juan Rodriguez Ferrere of Santa Fe de Bogara were captivated by the ritual surrounding Lake Guadalajara. Don Juan documented the rigorous customs, including a leader's six-year seclusion in a dark cave, testing their devotion. Upon emerging, I the air. I love hearing you reading. This. You're doing really well too. It's like a little bit. It's like a mix between a twang with a Philly accent and then some actual good Spanish pronunciation. Yes, I have a question, I have a question for so Jess. Easy. Is it more or less offensive when gringos try to throw on the accent for one word? If I was like, oh, next summer I'm really excited because I'm going on vacation to Colombia. I hate when people look at me like expecting me to answer, did they pronounce it correctly? I'm like, I don't know, man, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. I don't really care. I think it's funny as fuck. <laughs> like there's a there's a taco place down the down the street from me. No, no, I'm not it's not a thing bad, but I like the beef tacos. So should I go in and say, hey, can I have the carne asada? Or should I say, can I get the tacos carne asada? Which one? Which one would you be? I would laugh at three. I, I really don't take offense to it. Like I think it's I think it's awesome. I encourage it really. All right, like, I'll send it next I, time. Get spicy with it. What was that one video? It was like these people that went around to different countries and they would. What, actually, it was one guy who who went to Mexico. It was wearing like a sombrero and like a poncho. It was like going around and asking people. In Mexico, is this offensive? And they're just like, no, we, we love it. Like, you you do you, dude. And yeah. like, nothing. He even had, I think he had a fake mustache. If I remember being told this correctly. I don't know if I've watched the video. Maybe I have. I don't know. Anyway, maybe I don't remember. Nope. Have you seen the videos of the people in Poland who like cosplay as Americans and they have oh. a whole trailer park set up and they wear like jorts? I saw yeah, that. Those, it was those funny. people are yeah, those people are studs. People are. Oh studs. They killed it. They killed it. One girl was wearing like a juicy <laughs> tracksuit. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Slay, Slay Queen. Yeah. Slay. Uh, yes. What is that noise? It sounds like an airplane taking off. That's that's my a, that's where I'm at. Sorry, I think guys. It's a, I think it's a vamana. It, yeah, it's a vamana. I gotta fucking hope not. All right. Upon emerging, the Chipka air as a rite of passage would be coated in a sticky resin and then dusted in gold, embodying a radiant figure. On a lavish raft laden with offerings of gold and emeralds, he would be accompanied by four principal Chipka leaders resplendent in feathers and gold. As this raft set forth amidst traditional music and the jubilation of onlookers, it would journey to the lake's center. In a hallowed silence, the chief and his leaders would cast their precious offerings into the lake's depths, sealing the heirs' ascendancy to leadership. Popcorn, Lenny. Okay. Concluding with roaring cheers from the audience, this illustrious tradition contributed to the legend of El Dorado, a term denoting golden man or El Hombre Dorado, rather than a fabled city of gold. Just I didn't see your face when I said hombre. 
Oh yeah, you did great, sweetie. Keep it. Uh, the Cacique of Guadavida, or oh, it's a picture, or Zipa of Guadavida on a raft. The Muisca raft, a tangible symbol of this rich cultural heritage at the Gold Museum in Bogota, Colombia. Fun fact, the British Museum asked if they could borrow it, and Colombia told them to kick rocks. Yeah, pinche white people. Why don't, you, why don't you go find some sand and go pound it, bitch? Love yeah. that. Love that for them. These are the sources wow. that I had, and so the last document that i have it is actually it's not as long as this other this one i i promise these are actually the the legends of the lake that i was able to find i love the lake i love the lake it's a good lake. i'm i love the lake almost as much as i love el Malam, and i love him <laughs> quite a bit we'll ha- you'll, you'll ha- well, at the end of this we'll have to do a recap of who el Malam is i think that body oh. needs a oh, needs a lesson Sonny. you gotta do love- you gotta do you got you're gonna love this boy. You're gonna love this boy. Okay. So we'll get going real quick. It's a, it's a boy I'm gonna love. Oh. Well, oh, where am I? You're in there. Thought are you good? Am I reading? You ought to. I think you like this actually. Or not yet, I think. Are you in the file? My thumbs are, are too okay. There we go. Everything's <clears throat> too strong. Thumbs. My, thumbs are, my thumbs are too big. <laughs> my thumbs are too big. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Nestled among this, the washed terrain of Colombia near a village bearing its name, lies the enigmatic Lake Guadalajara, where tales whispered of an evil demon that frequented its waters. Water. <laughs> I can't say anything right, even the English words. <clears throat> this demon, which sometimes manifested as a dragon or a vast snake, demanded sacrifice. To appease this entity, the local chiefs with great revenants would cast offerings of gold and shimmering emeralds into the lake's depths. But the lake's legend grew more unhappy with a tale of betrayal and sorrow. The muddiest among the chipkas, the, uh, the, uh, fuck me, man. That, that's not right. Rewind. <laughs> The manifest among the chip, fuck, <laughs> rewind. The man, the fuck, the mightiest among the chiefkas, the cacique of Guat, Guat, all right, fuck, Guatemala, her chief of Guatemala faced the heart-wrenching betrayal of the most cherished wife, whose infidelity led her and her daughter to choose a watery grave. And in- that was the worst paragraph of my fucking life. God, I it was. I loved it. Dude. Loved it. Holy shit. Other legends state he was unfaithful. She got back at him and he didn't like that and got mad at her for doing the same thing. Overwhelmed by grief and desperation, the cacique turned to a priest hoping for a miraculous intervention. With rituals and dives deep into the lake, the priest brought news of the wife now claimed by the demon living beneath the waters. However, hope turned to despair when the priest emerged holding the lifeless form of the daughter her eyes cruelly taken. With a heavy heart, the cacique consigned his child's remains back to the lake. A twist in the tale emerged. All right, eat it back at the lake. Let's go. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry. I'm not, I always forget I have a dog now. It scared the fuck out of me. I it has an owner. Hey, he's a baby. Oh, oh shit. Oh, fuck. What are you doing here? Oh, it's just a baby. Oh, yeah. oh, I, I love him. Look, how Look at right. that crazy guy. Lured by stories of gold, these foreigners posed a threat to the Chipka's way of life. As a last resort to invoke divine protection and keep the sacred treasures from these intruders, the Chipka's released their treasures into the lake. A notable act was the Kaseke uh, of fucking Slim Jims, whatever that word is, Simajaka? Kaseke <laughs> of Simajaka, or Chief of Simajaka, who displayed unparalleled generosity of relinquishing 40 individual parcels of gold. This core legend has branched into uh, interpretations and accounts with many ancient tales. All right. Oh, my God. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I'm man. I'm so sorry. It's just, no, no. just chotting. I got my no, no. He threw his daughter in the water? That's crazy. All right. Popcorn. Yeah. Someone no. who can speak the language of the people. Okay. Yeah. It's Semihaka, not Slim Jim. Uh, what did I say? Slim Jim? <laughs> Slim Jim. I like, 
I like Slim Jim better. <laughs> I'm here for it. I love thoughts, little little thoughts. It's great. Thoughts. Oh, I thought that was it. I, I, was- I, want, I want a Slim Jim anamorphosized on the Moiska raft undergoing a ceremony. That's Whoever a does art, that is what I want, 100%. I think AI can make that for us. Oh, we should do it. All right. Hold on. Slim I'm, I'm working on it right now. I'll well, throw it so yeah. Okay. Not me. Jess is reading. Go ahead, Jess. The okay. So this is the second legend, the legend of Guadavita. Once long ago, the wise goddess Guadavita wished to share her knowledge with the Muasca people. She arrived on Earth as a bright emerald hiding within the mountains. With time, she became a beautiful green lagoon, a place so special that the sun would pause there every year. From this lagoon was born Gualin I. Oh. Yeah, I yeah. don't know this one. Eat shit. <laughs> Should have thought. Mountain water, the daughter of Guadavita, Guadandina C. I need to figure that out. That's going to bother me. A woman with long black hair loved to talk to the mountains and learn from the sun. Okay, you see pictures. I don't know. It's giving Emperor's New Groove on the left. Okay. One day, the chief of Guadavita, Muasca leader, visited the lagoon. He saw her and fell in love. Wanting her as his wife, he invited her to his home by the Domine River, but she could only leave with her mother's permission and on the condition that she would return with her own daughter when she was 37 moons old. After moving with the chief, she shared her knowledge with the Muasca people. She became famous for her kindness. People traveled far to seek her help. Soon she had a daughter named her Chuda Masi. Okay. True to her promise, when Chuda Masi was 37 moons old, they both returned to the lagoon. There they stayed, guarded by the Zedamasi, a local water snake. Oh, okay, now it's seeing a trend here. The Mwaska people remembered them by visiting the lagoon, performing ceremonies, and seeking wisdom. To ensure they were never forgotten, the trio left their mark on the peak of the three old ones. Okay, and then there's another uh, before that. In case anyone's wondering, how 37 moons? is about three years old. Oh, so it's so, like the people who say, oh, they're like 28 months old. It's weird. Oh, that's so, weird. So, so, you're like 37 days old. Like how many fucking moons are you? How do they get, you know, where's the math? Who's the math person here? Yeah, is it like so the let me, let me Maybe walk you through my work. Place. Let me show you my work. Let me show you my work I did. I'm okay. assuming, and I'm, I'm assuming a lot here, that they're, that by moon, they mean full moon. There's about one full moon a month, not including blue moons, which I'm not sure that Muisca people counted back in the Dizay. Uh, so we're assuming 37 months, Gregorian calendar months. 37 months is divided by 12 for 12 months in a year. That's 36 months and three years plus one month. That's really good math. Thank you. I'm sure on blue moons, they just started killing their daughters again, probably throwing them in. She's too old. You know what? So here's the thing. Here, here, I. This is one bit before we move on. Like, when you think about coming up with months and whatnot, and I don't know, maybe, maybe where you live is you get a lot of cloud cover, and so you can't really tell by the moon of when the months are. You know, you can kind of tell, but one tried and true thing that happens every month is also a woman's period. So I feel like we kind of played a part initially in figuring out how long a month was. Because we kind of oh, had to. It yeah. was like inevitable. It happens right. once a month. And I'm just saying, maybe back in the day, you know, how they're saying, like, what is it? The We're killing the bumblebees and the butterflies with 5G because the wave waves are getting, like, crossed or whatever. Sure. You know what I'm talking about? If you, you look yeah. that up, it's like a thing. Maybe if I do also, maybe we're not in Bluetooth sync with the moon. We're supposed to be naturally. That's all I'm saying. This is a really bad image. Yeah, yeah we've been, we all sync up, right? Like maybe we were all in sync with the moon at one point. And then yeah. I... All right, I'm sending you guys my Slim Jim on a Muisca raft. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. I'm so sorry. To... No, you're okay. The Senamaze children became the guardian snakes of this land. Even though some sought gold and harmed the mountain and lagoon, the legend of these three women and the water snake lives on, waiting for the return of the Muasca people. And then there's the last picture there. 
And that's all the notes that I had. So great job. Great, great research. Thank you. So now let's El Dorado. Yeah, so El Dorado just really didn't exist. It was kind of based on the legend of the Lake of Guadavita. They everything just kind of got mishmashed in translation and you know, that thing that happens. I agreed. Agreed. That happened too. So things happen. History happened. The Spanish just ruin everything. <laughs> They're not the only Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't be pointing at being I, I can't finish the sentence because I cannot cast stones from a glass house. That's all I'm, a, I'm all about casting stones, bro. I'm flinging them shits. I'm like a weed whacker in a gravel yard. Here we go. I feel like that's like a redneck analogy someone would use. Okay, moving on. We're good. done. That's it. <laughs> wow. We did it. Oh, so can you guys please enlighten thought with who your favorite your favorite boy is before we we pop off here favorite boy our favorite guys all right thought let me let me give you an image right so you're sleeping on the river on the bank of the river yes i'm there i'm there cool cool rushing water (laughs) don't tell him too much because he will fall asleep (laughs) cool rushing water is flowing by you're sitting on a bed of grass it's soft. You're mm. covered in hair. What? You awake. <laughs> you awake sometime between the hours of eight a.m. and one p.m. You immediately start smoking cigarettes because you're cool. Yeah. You do. You do that well into the night. A young maiden sure. finds her way walking down river towards you. Hello. Drawn in by the smell of your darts, you begin talking to her, and in talking to her you decide you are going to trick her out of her panties. Okay. You, you commit a certain amount of verbal judo. She gives you her panties. Riz, I rizzed her. You, you rizz this young woman, this young chica, <laughs> throw her pantalones onto your pile that you've collected over the years. A pile of panties? pile of panties. <laughs> right. I've just described for you a day in the life of Colombian folklore legend El Moan, who is probably my biggest hero and inspiration these days. How how much hair did he have? That's where I. You said he's covered in hair. Is he like immediately? Legends vary, right? Based on drawings from the time when El Moan said to said to exist, I've seen pictures of him with either a beard or. Covered head to toe, a la Sasquatch. A la Sasquatch, sure. Okay. All right. What was so what I supposed thoughts? to? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, really. I thought it was like a riddle or something at first. My thoughts I'm going to grow my hair out and start smoking by rivers, I guess, or start saving underwear from chicks. Yeah. Also, the move. Can I, hey, can I ask you, you another question? <laughs> this is not folklore related, but it came up last episode. If another man knocked on your door right now and he was holding two machetes and he said, hey, thought, do you want to have a machete fight with me out in the street? What would your reaction be? How do you know my, my name is what I would say. I don't know, but I'd probably do it. I got nothing going on. Fuck it. I can use Point one of his machetes. He's giving you yeah, yeah, the yeah, one. Yeah. He- no, one of them's for you. One of them's for you. Yeah, I'll, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, yeah. It's like to the yeah, death. It's always like he wasn't like coming at you with the machetes. Like he handed yeah. you one. He was like, "Hey, yeah, like a big boy rule." Or yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. And I don't know his background. Like he could be a machete fighter. Oh yeah, like he could go pro for sure. Can I have a gun on me? Okay, I'm probably gonna lose. I'll cap him in the leg. I, I, my gut instinct is to say no holds barred machete fight. But also keep in mind, he did come to you very, very gentlemanly. And he did yep. his offer out of goodwill. He did not that open would, the door and start attacking you. You know what I mean? I would hope not. So, yeah, I, I think I would do it. I got, yeah. I mean, that? what else we got? Give me something else. I was a hairy child smoking cigarettes, and then I was a machete. Right. What are your guys' favorite? There. Did you guys lose uh, it? 
Let's ask for a split second. To the okay. girls, right? Amanda and Jess. Were you listening? Yeah. Yes. It's between eight in the morning and one in the afternoon. You're walking down a grassy river bank. Okay. You come across a super hairy child smoking cigarettes. For the record, I did not say child. But you give him your underwear. Yes or no? No. <laughs> uh, not a child, obviously. I would not give them to a child. But it was like some, I don't know. So, again, I did not say child. I don't know where child boy. came from. Boy. I said boy, oh, as in boy. he's my boy. Oh. That's okay. Oh. That's fair. Miscommunication. No, as of lately, no. Like, if, maybe, if you asked me if I were, like, am I young and dumb? <laughs> As of lately, maybe. As of like, if I were doing... <laughs> like yesterday, you were like, he's not convinced. No, I would not do that. Underwear is expensive, and I invest. So, sure. absolutely not. I would, I would assume that or not. No. Oh my god. Trey, if you're listening, ah. just just for sure how, has given panties to a child. How hairy is your right. fiance? <laughs> now leave it in. Question the. Not bonk. You too. Okay, um, all of you. All right, is it getting to that time of night, gentlemen? My goodness. It was just getting good. <laughs> this, this, we're getting into the real shit now. Thoughts, thoughts. Here we go. Oh so next God. episode, we'll just do we'll just do scenario based questions. Oh yeah. Oh I guess. my God. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yikes. And that is about all the time we have, y'all. Everybody, you've stuck with us this far. How? <laughs> but. Good on you. Thank you so much, Melody Kravitz, for coming on. Why don't you uh, give us some of your plugs and all that yeah. jazz? So you, I'm on uh, Instagram as uh, longtad underscore millennial because the most important thing that I notice about myself is that I have a long tab. And the most important thing that everybody else notices about me is that I'm a millennial, as we established earlier. But yeah, I post really dumb memes. Some of them are SF related. A lot of them are just fever <laughs> dreams about overdosing on Zins. Most of them are pretty bad. And I really my screen is right now. <laughs> I I I really appreciate again, I've said this a hundred times, but I really appreciate you guys inviting me on the podcast to shoot the shit and completely derail everything that you're trying to do. And I had a lot of fun. And yeah, thank you guys. You guys are you guys are 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 good buds. You guys are my boys. Elmo Wan's okay, but you guys are my boys. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks, thanks for the Slim Jim on <laughs> Slim Jim. Yeah, that looks yeah. fucking cush. <laughs> I'm fucking like for a it. Boy. I want that right now. I want a fucking Slim Jim. <laughs> Let's go I get want Slim a Slim Jim on a Moisca wrap with a fucking blood with Elmo on. Let's do it. With Snoop and Martha. And on that note, everybody else, where can they find you? Oh my God, what did you do? This is a mule. AJ Tech on Instagram, my only social media. Thank you. Yes, I'm <laughs> just C. James. <laughs> and I'm Salty Kilo. And we, we, we're, we're, we're done. We're done. We made it. We made it. <laughs> we did it. Okay, we're ending this. Okay, bye, everybody. <laughs>